At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast, and we've got a great podcast for you. We're going to keep it to two parts today as Kai McKeon, he does a great job over there at the three-man weave. He's also doing great work with the College Basketball Almanac that we're going to be finding as that is going to be done by a wide variety of people over there with the three-man weave, Field of 68, along with Heat Check CBB, sort of a collaboration with them. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, but it's going to be 600,000 words. He is hard at work on that with many, many others. We're going to be discussing that, but with the regards to news and notes at College Basketball, we wound up seeing one big note. Demario Franklin, he was the top scorer at UIC, Illinois, Chicago last season. We're going to be talking about what he might wind up doing at Memphis, why he is one of those guys that I was talking about it yesterday with both guys. You can just assume that they're going to be eligible immediately with the timing of this being in super late August. You might want to take a little bit of a further look there. What to think of Memphis moving forward in terms of that move. And then we're also going to be talking to Kai about just balancing out how to handicap teams that they wind up having a big run towards the end of the season, whether that be by the NCAA tournament. Maybe it was actually the reverse where they wound up having a great start to the season, then they wound up fizzling out. How to be able to properly gauge what wound up happening at the end of the season, but at the same time, being able to have some good balance with it as well and not wind up over slash underrating a team for one stretch at the end of the season. We're also going to be taking a look at just why the Big 12 is the absolute most dominant conference out there in all of college basketball. We're going to link that to Keontae Johnson a little bit as well. So we've got a lot on tap there. And I do think that it is important to note that when it comes to getting set for any sort of a season, whether it be college basketball, which this podcast is centered around, many of you guys are getting set for the upcoming NFL season. We are less than two weeks away on that. I'm sure that many of you guys are rejoicing there. Just utilizing multiple resources because you guys know me at Vison, And now we've got the Greg Peterson experience going five days a week. So you're going to have even more Greg Peterson in your lives. For some of you guys, you are welcome. I know that some of you guys have been clamoring for it, and some of you have been doing the opposite of that. I will try to deliver for every single one of you guys. I know that I can't please everyone, but I'm going to do my absolute best every single night for every single one of you guys. Try to give an enjoyable product because it is going to be from midnight to 3 Eastern, 9 to midnight Pacific time. I absolutely love this time slot because I do think that some of the biggest unsung heroes out here just in the world in general are those that do wind up taking night shifts because there are many of you guys that you wind up working jobs that they don't necessarily get the reverence that they deserve. Hopefully I can give you guys a show that it winds up being able to get you through the night because I do salute the work that you guys wind up doing as well. But when it comes to getting set for any sort of a season, I 
I always think that more resources is better. When it comes to taking a look at just day-to-day handicapping, following just one handicapper, no matter how good or bad, you could think that I'm the greatest handicapper ever. You could think that Greg Peterson's the worst handicapper ever. I will tell you the exact same thing. You want to take a look at multiple people. You want to take a look at multiple angles because you can wind up getting 100 people in a room, regardless of sport, regardless of the game, and you're probably going to get 100 different ways to be able to dissect it. It might wind up being 99 to 98, but it's going to be relatively similar, and I always do think that that is very important. I think that the almanac that is coming up from those guys is absolutely tremendous. So I did want to throw that in there as well, and going to be keeping it a little bit shorter because, like I said, the Demaria Franklin news is pretty much all that we wound up seeing in college basketball. We'll hit on that with Kai in this second segment. You guys have been listening to this podcast throughout the offseason. You know that we've been doing a lot of conference previews. Hopefully we'll have up a conference preview of the SOCON within the next few days. That is something that's on tap for me right now in the S's in terms of the low to mid-major conference previews. So the SOCON, we're going to be taking a look at the Southland, the SWAC. Those are going to be on tap and then we wind up getting into like the WAC, the West Coast Conference and then we wind up getting into the Big Bomber Conferences. I do wind up throwing the Atlantic 10 into that fold as well along with the American, and then you might be getting pretty much a power six from there. So that's what you can expect out of that. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNIT underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. You know, a little bit of a shorter two-part conversation. So let's get into it with Kai next, right here on Cuscozoops with myself, David Peterson, now part of the Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. And now part of the Decent Family Podcast. It is great to be joined by our guests as we go out to the Midwest. Kai McKeon does absolutely amazing work over there at the three-man weave. I know that he is also going to be part of the Field of 68's Big Giant Almanac. If I'm reading correctly, 600,000 words on getting you set <laughs> for the upcoming college basketball season a who's who of gentlemen that are going to be in on that. All of the gentlemen over there at the three-man weave. So also our good buddy Matt and our good buddy Jim is going to be joining our good friend Kai McKean. And then on top of that, Jeff Goodman, one of the best in the business. You've also got Brian Goble, who does an amazing job over there at Juco Advocate. And that is a very much underserved market. All the guys over there at Heat Check CBB. So this is going to be absolutely off the hook. And then on top of that, the gentlemen over there at the three-man weave, they're currently doing their top 40 teams for the upcoming season as well. A countdown that they're doing on Twitter that year will follow at the number 3MW underscore CBB. And for Kai, that is at KY underscore the number 3MW. And Kai, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. And Kai, we've got something to take a look at from Monday. As Typically, on August 29th, we don't wind up getting a whole bunch of college basketball news, but we did wind up seeing this wind up going down. Demaria Franklin, about a week or so ago, he wound up deciding that he was going to transfer away from UIC, so there might need to be a few questions in terms of eligibility. Most of these guys, they wind up being eligible immediately, but I mean, this is a very strange circumstance, and he decides that he is going to be going to Memphis. We did wind up seeing Memphis right around this time, about a week or two ago, wind up losing out on Emmanuel Acop. But what do you make out of just the movement in general that we've been seeing with Memphis over the last few weeks? Because it's not very often that you wind up seeing a guy that I legitimately led UIC in scoring and I believe rebounding with 18.7 boards per contest wind up making a move this late in the process. Yeah, I don't really understand it. And the first word that comes to mind for me is tampering. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm sure lots of schools do that. But it, it just seems weird to me. We're, we're late August right now. I talked to Luke Yaklich, you know, a month ago about UIC, about his team. Didn't get any indication that Franklin wasn't going to be a part of it. And you hear about his transfer, and then two or three days later, he goes to Memphis. I mean, it was a quick snap into a different school. It's strange. Memphis... Okay, you get a guy who can score, but he's not very efficient. He is a gunner, high-volume shooter. He basically defines the word. So how effective he'll be in Memphis, who knows? But you could do worse for a scoring guard. Yep, you certainly could because, I mean, numbers are certainly there. And UIC was not the slowest team in the world. They were far from the world's biggest blazer, but I believe that they were right around about 100th in terms of possessions per game. Not necessarily how Luke Yaklich 
just knowing him from his time at Michigan would necessarily want to play. But you tell that Frank Lickie was able to put up some numbers that in terms of just Memphis as a whole, how much do you think what has happened the last few weeks has upgraded slash downgraded them? Because I do think that Emmanuel Acott, he's a little bit of an upgrade to Demaria Franklin. And I mean, I wind up mentioning it because typically I just assume that all these guys are going to be eligible. I think that the Demaria Franklin situation is one of those that you actually do want to monitor just because it's so strange with having it happen in late August. You want to make sure that he does wind up getting that waiver. But even if he does, Demaria Franklin probably not going to be a starter. For Memphis, but I do think that this winds up hurting them a little bit. But even with not having Emmanuel Acott, I just take a look at the American, and I just don't know who would be able to challenge for that number two spot because it's very clearly Houston at number one. Yeah, definitely. And I still think Memphis is number two in that conference. And you're right, there is questions as to whether Franklin will even be eligible. This is his second transfer. He came from Tennessee Tech originally to UIC, so there's supposed to be a rule with second transfer not necessarily being immediately eligible. Who knows about academics? <laughs> I haven't even looked into that. But as far as training for ACOT, I mean, ACOT would have been much better for Memphis's defensive style that they're known for. He's long, switchable, and Franklin is a scorer, first and foremost. I mean, sure, he's strong, can play defense on the perimeter, but ACOT's the far better player. I still think Memphis is number two in that league, with Houston being a tier above everybody else. I agree with you. I do think that it's a case of which there just isn't anyone else to really compete with Memphis for that number two spot in the American. I think it's clear number one, clear number two, and then what you wind up getting best at is going to be a little bit, shall we say, mixed up, and it's going to be very fast. Things should wind up making for some good, fun college basketball to watch and probably a lot of value on underdogs, but certainly going to be fascinating to take a look at that as Kai McKean does a great job over there at the Three Man Weave. He is joining me on the podcast and. All of this is a ripple effect, which I find to be very interesting as well, because the whole reason why we wound up seeing Emmanuel Acott decommit from Memphis and wind up going over to Western Kentucky is because Western Kentucky winds up losing out on Keontae Johnson. So all of this, in a way, is sort of interlinked. Now it's going to be interesting to see if UIC continues that and they wind up taking away, like, the top player from Insert Your Slack School here. So, <laughs> I mean, we've been seeing this big, giant web wind up coming out because of everything that wound up happening with Keontae Johnson. But what are your overall expectations for Keontae Johnson over there at Kansas State? Because I like Keontae Johnson as a player. I don't necessarily know what to expect because he has been away from the game for so long. He obviously does have some health concerns, and he does wind up waving $5 million in insurance if he winds up playing at least 10 games. Now, disclaimer here, it is both pro and college. So if he were to decide to play overseas or something like that, he'd be dealing with the same thing. So that is something that I think is important to note here. But when it comes to what we're going to be able to expect for Kansas State and really as a whole out of Keontae Johnson, I do think that it's interesting. And the biggest knock that I wind up having on Kansas State just isn't them, but it's just the fact that they play in the most brutal conference in all of college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've seen a lot of K-State fans maybe overreact <laughs> over the last week or so after getting Johnson. This roster still isn't even close to a Big 12 roster. By far the worst team in the league on paper. And you're throwing in a new coach. I think I'm a fan of Jerome Tang based on his pedigree with Baylor, based on what I've seen in social media. But his team's just not good enough. And as far as Keontae this season... There's no doubt he was an amazing player at Florida, but the guy hasn't played in a couple years. You're right, he has that insurance policy, and man, if he doesn't play well for, say, 
first five or six games, I think you give real consideration of shutting that down, taking the five million and just <laughs> calling it good, you know, maybe training in the offseason if you really want to go pro. But I'm sure he's got a lot to think about there. I'd be shocked if he played the entire year. It is going to be interesting to take a look at that front as well. There's a whole lot of elements to take a look there. And it's not even that I think that Kansas State is a bad team or anything like that. I actually think that they've got some talent on this roster. And if you wind up putting them in the Pac-12, they certainly would not be the dead last team in the Pac-12. <laughs> like, you've got Cal that currently exists out there. Washington, they've been able to upgrade a little bit, but I would still have them in front of a team like a Washington, Oregon State. You're able to go down the line. I think that they would be very solid in a conference like that. But I just take a look at this Big 12, and I think that we've talked about this in the past, but just – how much better is the Big 12 than everyone else in college basketball? Because I mean, typically when it comes to having the discussion of best conferences in all of college basketball, typically it's like, oh, the Big 12 is number one, one through 10, they're a little bit better. And then, you know what, insert Big 10, Big East, depending upon the year, they're like a nice number two. And then you've got a nice number three from there. But this year, I feel like it's the Big 12 number one. And then there's just a big, giant chasm between everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And last year, it was kind of the same case, really. All 10 teams in the Big 12 were top 66 in the country. There's just no top-to-bottom league, and sure, it helps having just 10 teams. There's no top-to-bottom league like that in the country. There are no weaknesses. There are no bad nights. Every single team is very, very good. Tons of talent. Yeah, no other league really stacks up top-to-bottom. I totally agree with you there. It's Kai McKean. He does a great job over there at the three-man weave. He is currently joining me on the podcast. And Kai, I know you guys over there at the three-man, we've mentioned it a little bit earlier. You guys are currently doing your top 40 countdown, taking a look at all these top teams in college basketball. I am not going to spill the beans and give away every single team that you guys have been tweeting out because well, we want people to go to the Twitter feed at the number three MW underscore CBB. But I do think that it was interesting that the team that you want to posting up on Monday, that'd be Creighton at number 12. And this is one of the teams that I've been going back and forth on a lot this offseason because they didn't wind up making a lot of moves because, in my opinion, they didn't really need to make a lot of moves. You wound up seeing them be very competitive against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. They wind up getting one of the bigger transfer portal pickups, in my opinion, in all of college basketball, a Baylor Shireman. But I do think that it is interesting to take a look at this Creighton team just because they were pretty much the opposite last year of what you'd expect from a Crane team. Crane team that typically winds up bombing it from three. Typically, the defense is a little bit lackluster. This year's Crane team, it looks a little bit different. Now, I don't think they're going to be like a top 10 team on defense or anything like that in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, but I certainly think that they're going to be better. I also think they're going to be better with their three-point shooting with Baylor Shireman, but I think that it is interesting to take a look at this Crane bunch just because I do think that there's a lot of upside in a Big East that if you want to talk about a conference that I think might wind up cannibalizing itself and wind up having a bunch of teams that are like, fringe top 25 teams but doesn't necessarily have that one team that winds up being when it's all said and done in the top 10 i think the big east might be exhibit a this season yeah definitely there's a lot of teams that will probably finish you know not too far above 500 in the league and make the tournament and it definitely will eat its own tail for sure creighton's our highest big east team in our countdown at number 12 that kind of tells you right there um you know they certainly could be top 10 our whole thing is really, look at last year, you know, they were ranked 70th in Kempom, 70th at the end of the regular season heading into the tournament. And yes, they have almost unprecedented freshmen to sophomores coming back. They have a legit rim protector in Cockbrenner, which is basically the reason why they got so good on defense last year. Never really had that under Graham Dermott prior to that. But to expect them to leap from 70th, and even if you want to say 50th at the end of the tournament, to a top 10 or a top 5 finish would really be unprecedented, even for Greg McDermott, whose best team in 2020 
was 12th overall in the country. That's the Marcus Zagorowski team. And I've asked Jim and Matt a couple of times, do we really think this team is better than that team? I'd probably say no at this point. And I do think that it is interesting to take a look at Crane because you just laid it out. Prior to them being able to pick up steam, I will say during the Big East tournament as well because the clocking that they wanted putting on Providence, that was very much big for them. And then they wind up being able to have that nice comeback against San Diego State. They had one of the best losing efforts that you're finding college basketball as well with the way that they wound up battling against Kansas despite the fact that they were shorthanded in that contest. But how much do you have to take a look at what wound up happening last season and try to not overreact to what we wound up seeing in the tournament because exhibit A for this last offseason was how to properly rank UCLA. I think that many of us were in agreement that the preseason poll putting UCLA at number two, that certainly should not have been the case. But at the same time, I feel like their final four run, it needed to be weighted in. And I do think that with Creighton, we do need to take a look at what they were able to do in the NCAA tournament and give them their kudos. They certainly do not deserve to be like, Number 70, which you were mentioning a little bit earlier, but they were in Kempom prior to the NCAA tournament. They certainly deserve a little bit more credit than that. But how hard is it to sort of have that balance of not being prisoner of the moment, but at the same time, give a little bit of credit where credit is due for a strong end to last season? Yeah, definitely. And you, you need to. There has to be a balancing act. Everyone knows they're going to be better this season. And part of that is what they did last season was with a team of young guys, mostly freshmen, and freshmen to sophomore leaps, um, certainly much, much higher than a junior to a senior or fourth year to a fifth year. You're going to see Indiana, for instance, this year bring everyone back, but all those guys were old last year. There's not really much farther they can go in terms of ceiling. Creighton, there is a world where all three of their sophomores turn into all Big East caliber players, Cockburner's player of the year. Shireman carries over his Summit player of the year status to the Big East and can really contribute for him. And they end up being top 10, top 5. They have that ceiling because of that youth becoming second-year players with so much upside. I do think that that is going to be an important case study for this offseason. And always one of the biggest things to take a look at when preparing for any college basketball season, just waiting those teams that they want to finishing. I mean, in some cases, very, very weakly after having a strong start to the season. In the case of a team like a Creighton, I mentioned it with last season UCLA. And it started off sluggish. They wanted picking up steam towards the end of the year, had a nice NCAA tournament run. So we shall see what winds up happening there. But Kai, now the floor is yours because I mentioned it at the top. I want you guys to lend a little bit more into this. What can we expect out of the college basketball almanac? Because I know that you and so many others, it is pretty much a coming together of some of the best college basketball minds in all of college basketball are going to be doing 600,000 words to get the people prepared for the upcoming college basketball season. You guys over there at the three-man weave are going to have a part of that. I know that over there at the three-man weave, you got other things somehow, someway on tap other than the Almanac, which I don't know. You're going to probably need to take up the Greg Peterson sleeping schedule <laughs> at this point. And if you are familiar with the Greg Peterson sleeping schedule, you probably are sitting there like, what in the heck is it? And that's exactly what it is because it's not existent. So there's that part of it. But all the good people at home know about the Almanac and just what to expect out of you and the three of Ed Weave this offseason and follow along on social media and other platforms. I'm positive I could not survive on the Great Peterson <laughs> sleep schedule. Uh, <laughs> no, but the Almanac is a college basketball preview magazine that we're excited to be a part of this season. In the past, we've written every single team on our site, you know, try to do long form and try to do it well. This year, we're teaming up with Verbal Commits, with Field of 68, with Heat Check, and providing, I think, better content than we have in the past. It's 1,300 words on every single team in the country. 
there's national content, there's top 100 player lists, there's a bunch of other good stuff in there. It's gorgeous. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in terms of an aesthetic standpoint. We have incredible designers and there's real insight. We talked to every single coach in the country. I talked to 51 of them this off season. So you're getting real true insight into each one of these teams, accurate rosters, accurate rotations. It really is going to be the best thing on the market, I think. There is a link on our Twitter at 3MW underscore CDB. Go to that link and you can pre-order the Almanac right now for just $15.99. That price goes up to 20 bucks after September 26th. Yep, and the guys that are working on this are doing absolutely amazing work and it is going to be incredible. And for those of you guys that are VEASAN All Access subscribers, you're also going to be getting my preview of everything for college basketball. And when it comes to college basketball, I don't think that you can have enough resources for getting stuff for the upcoming college basketball season. This almanac, which is going to be very affordable, it is going to do a tremendous job of getting you set for the upcoming season. They're going to provide a little bit of something different than myself. And when you're able to get like two or three different angles, two or three different perspectives coming into the season, in my opinion, that is the best way to be able to make your bets for the upcoming season to be able to get prepared and really have all angles covered because everyone winds up taking a look at college basketball in a little bit of a different light. And these are some of the best in the business. They're going to be involved with that almanac. I cannot speak highly enough about it. Kai, along with all the other gentlemen over there at the three-man weave, over there at Heat Check CBB, over there at the Field of 68, they all do amazing work. You'll notice that they wind up joining this podcast a lot because I trust in them so much because they're some of the best minds you're going to find in college basketball. And it is always a pleasure to have any of them on the podcast. And today it was Kai that joined me. So big thanks to him for joining me right here on Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire this in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters ZM, they mean does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Podcast via that five star review. I'm coming at you guys every single day here on this podcast during the offseason news and notes of college basketball, along with conference previews. And we're going to have more of those on tap in the next few weeks. And then once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will chat at you with you tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.